All right, you guys, welcome back. I absolutely loved this interview. I have Dr. Michael E. Platt with me on today's episode. So a little bit about Dr. Michael Platt. A lot of people have struggled with hormonal imbalances or adrenal fatigue. This is where Michael comes in. He is a board-certified inter- internal medicine um, and the president of Platt Wellness Center, one of the most well-known specialists in natural hormone replacement successfully treating thousands of patients all over the world. Michael is also a renowned author. His book, Adrenaline Dominance, being the only book ever written that explores how excess adrenaline affects the body. Michael is also written the book called The Miracle of Bioidentical Hormones, number-wise in 1995, Michael E. Platt opened a clinic in Palm Desert, California, where he began employing his Platt Protocol, a natural approach to hormone balance and wellness. In 1997, the Platt Wellness Center became a leader in research and advancements of therapeutic use of progesterone cream, as well as other bioidentical hormones. And I think at the end of this um, podcast, you'll hear us kind of talk about. He sent me two bottles of progesterone cream, you guys, and I've been using it. And I also bought a third bottle for myself. I have them all over my house. Um, I have absolutely loved my results with employing the the progesterone creams. Um, You can use my code all of the information will be in the show notes, but you can use my code 10 or mom 10 and receive 10% off. I don't get a commission off of it. It's just a gift to you guys to um, get a little bit of a discount. I would say also check their website. Of course, you're going to go there <laughs> um, because there are some other deals that they have from time to time um, that might be better than than my discount. But Definitely, if this episode resonates with you, go, and this is not something that I say about um, supplements at all. I always tell people to get things checked out before you start supplementing. However, this one, I feel very strongly that pretty much all of us (laughs) women, especially if you have thyroid, if you're struggling with fatigue, um, this is something that's going to be helpful for all of us. And because it has such a short lifespan, it's not going to really impact a lot of other areas. Um, so, okay, let's dive into today's episode because it is fire. Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast, where we choose to become empowered patients and take our health into our own hands. Hi, I'm Shannon Hansen, a Christian entrepreneur, a mom of three, and after dealing with my own health mysteries, I made it my mission to learn everything I could about the thyroid. I soon became certified as a holistic wellness practitioner, a functional nutrition practitioner, and a functional diagnostic practitioner, and so much more. After that, I founded the revolutionary thyroid program, The Hansen Method. As a health professional and a mom, I fully understand the importance of having a fun, simple, and sustainable plan for achieving a responsive thyroid. 
so I share actionable and practical strategies for developing a responsive thyroid so that the ambitious moms and women can gain freedom from fatigue and lose the thyroid weight once and for all. Each week, I will be here for you. Along with my guest experts, we will be sharing simple and tangible tips that work for not only your thyroid, your hormones, your family, and your mindset so that you can get back to living the life that you envision for yourself. Welcome to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. Hit record. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. I have Dr. Michael Platt with me on the call. I'm super excited to have this conversation because we're going to be talking about adrenaline and all of the wonderful hormones and how they all come together. So welcome, doctor. Do you go by Dr. <clears throat> Platt or Dr. Michael Platt or how? Either is- one. Okay. <laughs> all right. Whatever, <clears throat> whatever you're pushing. I don't care. It's it's up to you. So we'll just say Dr. Platt. How about that? <laughs> That's fine. Okay. Well, welcome to the call. Thank you. Yeah. So give us a little bit of introduction about your, your background and who you are. Well, um, born and raised in New York City, went to medical school in New York, uh, became board certified in internal medicine. Um, my mother died around, um, I guess, 1980. She died of breast cancer at the age of 61. Oh, man. Uh, right Right after she died, I realized that I had inherited her hormones. You know, uh, most people don't realize that men and women had the identical hormones. And um, and so having breast cancer, I knew she was low in progesterone. Um, She had a belly on her, which is from increased insulin. So I knew she had a lot of insulin. And so at the time, you know, I used to have to slap my face when I was driving, trying to keep my eyes open. And that's a that's a low blood sugar. And so I started using progesterone. And ever since I started using progesterone, I have never gotten sleepy in a car ever. So, yeah. So I I know that progesterone blocks insulin. You know, people don't realize that, you know, they they think of it as a as a hormone that blocks estrogen. And and it does. But uh, but it also blocks insulin. But the main importance of progesterone is that it also blocks adrenaline which is a hormone that nobody ever talks about in any event i started getting interested in bioidentical hormones and you know try to learn as much as i could and i my practice evolved into one dealing with hormones and i had the luxury of being able to spend at least you know one or two hours with every one of my patients and when you are able to sit down and talk to a patient. This is how you learn about who they are and, and what, what drives them. And in in any event, um, <clears throat> it became I became aware that uh, adrenaline is a very important hormone in terms of health. And this is a hormone nobody ever talks about. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I wrote a book called Adrenaline Dominance. It's the only book ever written that talks about the clinical consequences of too much adrenaline. And, you know, so, so people will say, well, well, what's, what's the deal with adrenaline? You know, why should I be concerned? Well, you know, you, you may have heard of babies that have colic. Yes. That's adrenaline. That's, and these are the babies that do a lot of kicking in the womb, by the way, which is also adrenaline. Yeah. I, I had 
one kid I would say was more colic, my first, and her movement was a lot. I had never, I had never realized that. So that's cool. Well, well, who does? And <clears throat> and then you may have heard of children that have bedwetting. Mm-hmm. And bedwetting is also caused by excess adrenaline. And then, you know, you have all these millions and millions of children with ADHD, which is, again, you know, excess adrenaline is the only cause of ADHD. And and there are a lot of conditions, you know, like anxiety and insomnia, people that grind their teeth at night, uh, fibromyalgia. There are millions of people in this country with fibromyalgia that's also caused by excess adrenaline. So so it, it's a, I think it's it's important for your listeners to realize that adrenaline is an important hormone. And, uh, you know, people think of it, you, you know, they call it the fight or flight hormone. And, and that's true because when people are in danger, the body does release adrenaline. But that's a very rare reason why the body produces adrenaline. But, you know, one of the big problems with our whole medical system, and we have a lot of problems, but one of the biggest problems, doctors are not trained to treat the cause of illness. I don't know if people realize that. You know, they're trained to give out Band-Aids. Yeah. You know, so you have a high blood pressure, take a high blood pressure, you know, you know, a hypertension pill and you're depressed, you're taking out that depressant. But nobody talks about what's causing these conditions. And the other thing, you know, hormones control, everything in the body is controlled by hormones. Mm-hmm. Doctors get no training in hormones. So, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking about all doctors, which includes gynecologists. And, and endocrinologists, believe it or not, that's their specialty. I know it's yeah. it's very tough out there. But, you know, but when people realize that our whole medical system is controlled by the by drug companies, and needless to say, drug companies have no interest in people being healthy. It's the yeah. last thing they will want. And so people can understand why the United States is on the bottom of the list of healthcare of all civilized countries. We have the worst healthcare system of all civilized countries. People don't realize that. They think we have a good medical system. But in any event, <clears throat> let me go get off my soapbox and we'll talk about hormones. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I feel like just from that little tidbit, I had a few aha moments for myself, some of my kids, you know, people that I work with. And so let's start at that very base level. What is adrenaline for people who don't know really more about that? Because I feel like adrenaline, we hear the term adrenaline junkie. And so people think they're seeking that high from the adrenaline. So let's start at that base level of what is adrenaline? (laughs) Okay. Adrenaline is two things. Number one, it's a hormone. <clears throat> and the way hormones work, they, they attach to receptor sites. And adrenaline is also a neurotransmitter. And um, and this is why it has such a tremendous effect on the body between it being a hormone and a neurotransmitter. Um, you can, you know, it, it, this is how it affects moods and stuff like this. Um, and it's an anger hormone. You know, you may have heard of people that get road rage. That's adrenaline. But just so people understand, you can actually get rid of road rage in 24 hours just by lowering adrenaline. Adrenaline. And how do I do that? Know, <laughs> ah. I don't have road rage, well, but <laughs> well, 24 well, the thing hours is, seems good. 
Okay, so if somebody has excess adrenaline, and, and we'll go over some of the symptoms of that, but, um, you know, what I was saying before is that in order to get people better, you have to treat the cause of their problem. So if somebody has excess adrenaline, you have to approach it from the reason why the body is releasing adrenaline. And <clears throat> what makes it relatively simple, there's basically only two reasons, two major reasons why the body puts out adrenaline. You know, one is if you're in danger, but that's a, that's a very rare reason, you know, unless you live in the Ukraine. But um, the, um, but you know, what people don't realize is what the primary function of adrenaline is to raise sugar levels for the brain. The brain <clears throat> actually uses more sugar than any other tissue in the body. And anytime the body detects that the brain <clears throat> is running out of sugar, it puts out adrenaline to raise sugar levels. Um, and this is a survival concern. You know, you may have heard of people that fall asleep when they're driving. You know, they can go off the road and hit a tree and kill themselves. Mm -hmm. So yeah. so you can understand that the body wants to make sure the brain can function at all times. So and, you know, so it releases adrenaline and through a process called gluconeogenesis, the adrenaline raises uh, glucose, sugar levels. Um, <clears throat> so if you understand this, if you provide the fuel to, to the brain, you know, the two, you know, that it needs, then the body doesn't have to use adrenaline to do it. Now, the brain uses two different fuels. You know, one is glucose. You know, that's a type of sugar. And the best source of, of glucose, sugar, for the brain actually comes from vegetables. Um, the, uh, <clears throat> you know, all vegetables are carbohydrates and they break down into sugar, but they're the type of uh, sugar that, that, you know, they don't produce a lot of insulin. You know, candy and soda are great sources of glucose, but they stimulate a lot of uh, insulin, which lowers blood sugar levels and defeats the purpose. Okay. So the other fuel, which is probably even more important for the brain, are ketones. And people here, you know, they've heard of a ketogenic diet, which I, yeah. I don't recommend because it's a very difficult diet to accomplish. But <clears throat> you can get ketones directly from coconut oil or something called MCT oil, and which comes from coconut oil. So if you add the vegetables, the coconut oil, the MCT oil, you, within a day or two, get an, 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 a tremendous drop in adrenaline. Now, the only other thing you have to add <clears throat> uh, to completely control adrenaline is a hormone called progesterone. And, you know, people have to be careful. You know, when I talk about progesterone, I'm talking about progesterone cream. You know, progesterone, unfortunately, also comes in a pill and, and trochase. But people need to understand that anytime they take progesterone orally, it gets absorbed uh, by the GI system and goes straight to the liver and it converts into a different hormone called allopregnanolone. So oral progesterone is not progesterone and people have to understand that. Doctors don't understand that, but people should. Mm -hmm. um, so when I, what I'm talking about is a cream and the, uh, and uh, now it comes, progesterone cream comes in different strengths. What people need is a 5% progesterone cream. Now, 5% means that each pump is 50 milligrams. And that's the exact strength they need to block adrenaline. And, you know, and I'm talking about within minutes, you know, when if people have a lot of anxiety, whatever, and they just put some cream on, 
within minutes, they feel nice and relaxed and they can focus better. So now, you know, we talked about ADHD. Mm -hmm. You know, the most intelligent, successful, creative people in the world of ADHD is not a bad thing to have. Um, and it's not a learning disorder. You know, the ADHD, what that mean, means is that a person has trouble focusing. And the reason why they have trouble focusing is that the the adrenaline working as a neurotransmitter makes the mind go very quickly. So if they're not interested, they get distracted very easily. But once you lower adrenaline, then they, they can focus on everything. And you can actually actually get rid of ADHD in about 24 hours just by lowering adrenaline and blocking it with progesterone cream. So, uh, but instead, you know, they have millions of children on drugs like Ritalin, Stratera, Adderall. And, yeah. you know, and, you know, if, people, if kids didn't have ADHD, these drugs would give them ADHD because they're pure adrenaline. And that's why sudden death is one of the side effects of these drugs. But side effect, mm -hmm. you know, but a side effect of a death in children is an acceptable side effect for the drug industry. Uh, as else. a parent, <laughs> I would beg to well, differ. I, I hear that. Yeah. Um, but you know, people are not aware that, you know, they're not even aware that you can actually get rid of conditions by treating the cause of them. Because nobody ever talks about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and I think you're, so I, most of my listeners are moms, right? They're moms, women, maybe some of them are like perimenopause. So they might be empty nesters. Usually I have like a little bit younger demographic people, women in their thirties, um, early forties that listen to the podcast. And I think in that demographic, I'm kind of noticing I don't know if it's a trend or a cool thing or so I don't know what it is, but I see a lot of them talking about ADHD. Well, I just have ADHD. This is just how my brain works. I, you know, and it's been really interesting to watch that and then to listen to you <clears throat> explain the need for the the carbohydrates from vegetables or the sugars, I should say, from vegetables, the ketones, um, and then the need for progesterone. Because again, a lot of the women that I work with, with thyroid have, um, low progesterone levels. They're still within that normal acceptable range, according to blood work. <laughs> um, but they're having symptoms of low progesterone. Do you want to speak into that a little bit? Uh, yes, I do. Um, uh, first of all, you know, a lot of people have excess adrenaline. And, <clears throat> you know, adrenaline is a stimulant. Mm -hmm. And thyroid is a stimulant. And this is why when people have um, a lot of adrenaline, they don't tolerate thyroid. So what happens is when they take thyroid medication, they start getting palpitation. And they're not aware of the fact that this is because they have a lot of adrenaline. So when people have, a, you know, but probably the majority of people that have a lot of adrenaline are, are low in thyroid to begin with. And the mm -hmm. reason for that is that, you know, again, adrenaline is a stimulant, th thyroid is a stimulant. So when people have a lot of adrenaline, it creates stress to the body. The body responds to stress by putting out another hormone called cortisol. Mm -hmm. And most people don't realize cortisol is an anti-thyroid hormone. 
Yes. What it does, it, it prevents T4 from converting into T3. And it causes T3 to convert into what's called reverse T3, which has no activity. So when, when people have high cortisol levels, they're also going to be low in thyroid. And, you know, I don't think people realize there's a connection there. So, and, and the other thing about progesterone, it actually helps the thyroid produce thyroid. So, mm -hmm. uh, so, so when people are low in progesterone, which is the majority of women actually, and men, um, the, um, they very often have an underactive thyroid. So, and, and the thyroid is important because it, it, it controls metabolism in every cell of the body, you know, yep. um, the, um, you know, they, and unfortunately, you know, because the doctors don't get a lot of training in hormones, it, they, it, it's difficult for them to interpret thyroid tests, you know, and, um, you know, they always look at TSH. Yep. And I, are you familiar with a condition called secondary hypothyroidism? You, well, pri yes. primary Primary hypothyroidism is where the thyroid just doesn't produce enough thyroid. Uh, a classic example of this is Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Okay. But there's a, another condition called secondary hypothyroidism. And secondary is where the pituitary doesn't put out enough TSH. So what happens is these people have a low TSH level. And because of this, they have an underactive thyroid. But very often, doctors only you know, order TSH levels. So they can see somebody with a low TSH level and they think that they have plenty of thyroid. And yet this is the reason why they don't have enough, you know, why their thyroid is low. So when doing thyroid tests, you always have to look at the hormones themselves, you know, T3 and T4. Um, so, and, <clears throat> you know, if people are interested, T T T4 um, is the, is what the thyroid produces is T4. And um, <clears throat> when people have an elevated TSH, it's mostly a reflection of the T4 level. So, um, so when people are replacing thyroid, it's important to replace both T4 and T3. And But a lot of people take drugs like Armour or Nature Thyroid, which don't have enough T4 in it. Because, mm. you know, they're bi bi-identical for pigs, but not by dental for human. Yeah, um, yeah. But in any, any event, you know, <clears throat> what's interesting in the old days when I did my training, which just goes back a long time, uh, they used to call cholesterol the poor man's thyroid test. And uh, people may not be aware that the thyroid controls cholesterol metabolism. And wouldn't it be a lot easier and safer to give somebody thyroid to reduce cholesterol than it would be to put them on statin drugs, which I won't go into all the side effects. But I re That was one thing that I remember when I was taking my courses is I was like, I am never taking a statin drug because it yeah. was like, I just remember yeah. thinking, oh my gosh, this is terrible. This is so bad, <laughs> you know? So <clears throat> yes. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so, so people should be aware that the thyroid does have a, a big relationship with cholesterol. Um, so the, the thing about problems related to excess adrenaline, you know, people need to, you know, 
people may say, well, how do I know if I have a lot of adrenaline? Well, first of all, you know, when people have a lot of adrenaline, they have trouble sleeping. Mm -hmm. They may have trouble falling asleep. They may have trouble staying asleep. A lot of people grind their teeth. You know, teeth grinding is always adrenaline. Um, they might toss and turn. They, there's something called restless leg syndrome, which is also caused by adrenaline. Um, and you can get rid of that in 30 seconds, by the way. Um, and then also adrenaline get people that urge to urinate. On television, they call it an overactive bladder. But, yeah. but again, when people have a lot of adrenaline, they very often have to, have to get up at night to urinate. And during the day, they find that when time to urinate, that when they have to go, they have to go. You know, they, they call that urgency. And that's adrenaline. And, and all these things, by the way, are easy to get rid of. Um, so, but other symptoms that people have when they have a lot of adrenaline, they, they carry tension in the back of their neck. And that can cause ringing in the ears and it can cause headaches. And, you know, they have a, a, a special headache <clears throat> called occipital neuritis. And um, occipital neuritis um, causes excruciating headaches. 100% of the time it's mistaken for migraine, 100%. And um, <laughs> these, these are the kind of headaches that very often shoot right into the back of the eye. And if people have it, they can take their thumb and press it on the back of their neck and they'll find a very tender spot and that's the occipital nerve sheet. Um, that's like a little baby. <laughs> yeah, we got a little baby joining us. <laughs> yeah. I, at first I thought it was your husband, but. I wish. Nope, oh, okay. he's he's working a lot. So, but. Okay. Um, uh, Go ahead. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> um, the you know we, we talked about children with with colic. You know all the you know all the mother has to do is, is get some five percent progestin cream and rub it on the baby's belly, and in about three to five minutes it'll be gone. Um, I wish and, I would have known that with my mm -hmm. first because I did not sleep for like three years with her. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you should have called me. Um, do you have a dog? Yes. Do, you have a, do you have a dog? Um, not anymore. Okay, you've heard of separation anxiety in dogs. Yes. Yep. That, that's also caused by that's also caused by adrenaline, and you can eliminate that in about one minute by putting progestin cream inside the dog's ear. Um, you know, progestin it's just it's just not a known hormone. Um, yeah. Have you ever heard the Have you ever heard the term PMDD? PNVD. Um, well, you've heard of not, PMS. You've okay. heard of PMS. Yep. Uh, PM PMDD is premenstrual dysphoric <clears throat> dysphoric okay. disorder. Yes. And it's found in about eight percent of women, and these are the women that for ten days out of the out of the month nobody can live with them because they have <laughs> severe anger issues and severe mood changes. It's considered incurable. Uh, the treatment is always antidepressants and birth control pills, which do absolutely nothing for this condition. The birth control pills, of course, will make it worse because they prevent women from ovulating so they don't stop making progesterone. The most important yeah. hormone in the body, birth control pills takes away. But anyway, the um, yeah, but PMDD can be, again, eliminated in about 24 hours just by lowering adrenaline. You know, um, let me tell you, we have a tough medical system. 
and it's very hard to change it, you know, because, um, and, and the reason for that is because, you know, drug companies control our whole medical system. They control what doctors learn in medical school. They, they, they yep. control the medical boards, they control the FDA, they control everything. Uh, and they have yeah. no interest in people being healthy. Yeah. And so going up against the medical boards, you know, the medical companies, it's, it's tough. It is. But, um, but <clears throat> you know, I, w- I wanted to change healthcare in this country at one time, but I ran into so many obstacles. <laughs> I think, um, I think there's enough of us now that are hoping to change the system that if we all work together, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe things will change eventually. But I remember, well, oh, yeah. go ahead. No, I was going to say, hopefully in his lifetime, things will change. I, I sure hope so. I have a, so my dad was a physician and my uncle is a physician. And I remember sitting around the campfire one time and I was studying homeopathy. Hi, dear. I was studying homeopathy at that point, And I don't even remember what it was. We were talking about something and I was, we were arguing. I was like, no, it's in the homeopathy book that this, this, whatever. And they're like, no, it's not. You're yeah. wrong. <clears throat> and, no. you know, they're like, show me, show me where it says that. And I'm like, I will, I will get out my book and show you. But it was very easily dismissed because they had not learned natural remedies, natural treatments, Um you know, and, and thankfully my dad started to look towards alternative medicine later in his years and introduced me to naturopathic medicine and, you know, that kind of thing. But I mean, still very, very early in, you know, in the pursuits of everything. So I, uh, I like, I like naturopaths. I have one problem with naturopaths. Uh, yeah. They have a ten- tendency to do what are called saliva tests to test hormones. Okay. And the, pro- the problem is that when people have a lot of adrenaline, you cannot do a saliva test. And the reason for that is that adrenaline is a survival hormone, cuts off blood supply to areas of the body not needed for survival. And that includes the salivary glands. They're not needed for survival. So, so they cut a- the adrenaline cuts off the blood supply to the salivary gland. So hormones don't get into the saliva. So when they do a saliva test and they get a low cortisol, they they diagnose adrenal fatigue, which is a condition mm-hmm. that doesn't exist. Uh, adrenal fatigue is really okay. adrenaline dominant, um, but you know, but that low cortisol in in the urine in the saliva is because of the adrenaline right, cutting off the, the supply. So um, that's my only problem with naturopaths, their saliva test. So. It, it- Yes, absolutely. So, th- I mean, that's a really good point. Um, what kind of testing would you recommend to get your adrenaline tested then if you're not, if you're not doing well, saliva? Well, you know, I, I, I always prefer treating people rather than test. And so symptoms, people, is that what you're saying? Well, well, when people have a lot of adrenaline, it's not subtle. I mean, they have symptoms, you know, they, they you know, anger issues and anxiety and uh, trouble sleeping and uh, you know urinary incontinence, but the um, 
But if somebody wanted a test, the, the best test for increased adrenaline is, is actually a morning blood test for cortisol before nine o'clock. Now, the reason for that uh, is that <clears throat> adrenaline peaks at 2.30 in the morning. And in fact, a lot of people get up at that time to urinate. And, but when the body releases adrenaline, remember it's a very powerful hormone and neurotransmitter, it creates stress to the body. Now the body responds to stress by putting out cortisol to deal with the stress. And, you know, and people should understand two things. Number one, that the reason why the body is putting out adrenaline is to raise sugar levels for the brain. And, and the thing about cortisol, the first thing cortisol does when it's released is to raise sugar levels to deal with the stress. So, so here, adrenaline is peaking at two thirty in the morning while people are lying in bed, and now they're putting out not only adrenaline but cortisol, and both these hormones raise sugar levels. And the whole thing about sugar—it doesn't matter whether you're eating sugar or if the body's making it. If you don't burn it up, then all that extra sugar gets stored in your fat cells as fat. And I am one. 100% convinced that excess adrenaline is the number one cause of weight gain in this country. Number one cause. And nobody ever talks about it. Um, you know, these are people, you know, they diet and exercise during the day and they, they put on fat while they're sleeping. You know, who, who even thinks about that? Um, yeah. So. Well, and I, I can speak into that from personal experience. Um, the last couple of years, I've had some major stressful events happen. And the first year I put on 30 pounds and then, <laughs> um, you know, it's been difficult to lose because I would say it's probably still a little bit of that excess adrenaline happening. And, um, because of the, the fight or flight response, right? That is seems well. Eminent. Let me. Would it be would it be fair for me to assume that you're a very creative type woman? I I yes, I am. <clears throat> okay, I should let you know that creative people have the most adrenaline. Um, and you've heard the term ADD. You know they have ADHD and they have ADD. Yeah. And a a you know kids with ADD. These are the ones that have trouble focusing and they're not hyperactive. Kids with ADHD have trouble focusing, but they're hyperactive. Mm. But the creative, the creative people, creative children are the, are the ones that have ADD. So uh, if, and if you think about, you know, the creative people in, in, in the music industry and Hollywood, you know, very often they get involved with drugs and alcohol. And, and the reason why they're doing that is just to relax, you know, just to chill out. Um, you know, adrenaline, like I say, is a very powerful hormone. Looks like he's getting started on something. <laughs> I don't know. What, yeah, she's um, she's ready to run away. <laughs> oh, she's okay. supposed to be she napping. Is, uh, so I know oh. she's in yellow. It's it's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> OK, but um yeah, so so the thing about AD, you know, as I mentioned, ADHD is all about adrenaline, um, but it's easy to fix. And like and like I say, everything is easy to fix if you treat the cause. And um, you know, so um, yeah. So 
Um, but, you know, we're talking about this kind of symptoms that people would have if they have too much adrenaline. So, as I said, they have trouble sleeping. They'll be quick to anger, will short fused. Um, they will carry tension in the back of their neck. Yeah, you've heard of people that get cold hands and cold feet. That's adrenaline. Yes. You know, it's cutting off blood supply to the hand, but it also cuts off blood supply to the intestines because they're not mm -hmm. needed for survival. And that causes what's called IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. Um, now, some people wake up with low back pain. And yep. again, um, there's another condition called fibromyalgia, <laughs> which is, and they have about <clears throat> anywhere between four and eight million people in this country with fibromyalgia. Again, considered incurable. Um, and, you know, the, it's a pain condition. The pain is due to a buildup of lactic acid in the muscle tissue. But again, it's a condition caused by excess adrenaline. Um, the, um, so, um, what would, it would be it, nice. Oh, go ahead. I'll let no, you no, finish. And then I had a question. Is any of this genetic? Like, is there any genetic components or genetic SNPs that, I don't know. Yes. Or is it all environmental? <laughs> no, no. Excess adrenaline is 100% genetic. Uh, in other words, if, you, if you're if you creative, that means that one or both parents were creative also. And they would have had a lot of adrenaline. Uh, all doctors have a lot of adrenaline. You know, they have, all doctors have ADHD. Um I, I had classic ADHD. I used to get up and walk out of class. I couldn't focus at all in school. And it wasn't until I got into medical school that I started studying. Uh, and the reason for that, I had no interest in classes in high school, or college, none, none whatsoever. <clears throat> so I had trouble focusing on them and never studied until the night before a test. But, but, but when I got into medical school, because I was interested in medicine, I could study. So that, yeah, but, 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 but once you lower adrenaline, then people can focus on everything, you know, mm. just, like I say, it's not hard to get people well, it really isn't. Um, yeah. You know, just, well, I love that. And in, I, I feel like I could keep going and keep talking to you because okay. I feel like I'm learning a lot <laughs> about adrenaline and, and how it's impacting the world and people. And I mean, a lot of what you have mentioned is essentially the women that I work with. And so I feel like a lot of the listeners are going to get a ton of value from everything that you shared. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. Where can people contact you and learn more about what you do and how they could possibly work with you and all of those wonderful things. Well, <clears throat> um, you know, I don't see patients anymore. Okay. Um, but, but, I'm, <clears throat> but I'm always available to answer questions. And, uh, and I have a website, <clears throat> it's called Platt Wellness, P-L-A-T-T, platwellness.com. And, <clears throat> and, th and people can send email to questions at platwellness.com if they have any questions. Uh, they can always call me. Uh, when people call, um, the office number goes straight to my cell phone. So I'm very easy to get hold of. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying, you know, I, I know how abused people get, especially women, when it comes to medical care. 
So I try and make myself as available as possible but to sort of compensate, you know, compensate for what's missing. But um, and then on my website, you know, I have my two books. I have a, one book called The Miracle of Bioidentical Hormones. Um, the experts for the medical board in California thought the ideas in this book were so dangerous. I shouldn't be practicing medicine. And but that should tell them something. You know, remember, they don't want, you know, the medical board's completely funded by drug companies and they don't want people yeah. to get better. And what this book talks about is how hormones can get people well. Um, a, a very simple example, you know, people with asthma, progesterone takes away asthma. Um, you know, and there are some women that if they cough or sneeze, <clears throat> they have trouble holding out the urine. That can be yeah. fixed in three, that can be eliminated in three days. Mm -hmm. And the book talks about this. But in any event, and then my other book is Adrenaline Dominance. <clears throat> and there's a meal plan to lower adrenaline. And plus there's a 5% progestin cream available uh, on my website that, that they don't need a prescription for. And that's, that's the amazing. Exact, it, it's a it's the exact strength that they'll need to to you know to block adrenaline. So um you know, I, I try to make it as easy as possible for people to get better. There's a lot of information about progesterone on the on, on my website. So, yeah. so again, yeah. it's platwellness.com. So. Perfect. And we will have everything linked up in the show notes. Um, you also, I, I'm looking at the notes right here. So you're also on Facebook and Instagram. I am. That people can go follow you at Plat Wellness as well. And I definitely recommend people go check this out if you are struggling with with any of these symptoms. Thank you yes. for being on, um, Dr. Platt. And I am going to go check out all of your website okay. and continue to learn. I hope, <laughs> I hope it wasn't too depressing. So, <laughs> Not at all. I think, oh. I mean, at least not for me. I feel like there, it gave me hope. And I, I feel like once you know... I, I always live by the motto of once you know better, you do better. So if this is resonating with the women, she wants to come say hi. Hi. Hello. Um, if this is resonating with any of the women, you know, definitely go check out the website. And it sounds like you provide a lot of free or inexpensive education and knowledge is power. So once we know better, we can we can do better and change our story so you got it well it's been it's been a pleasure talking to you so <laughs> thank you um, I, I you know you have your hands full so i can see that we're, we're she's supposed to be napping i told you this this week wow. has been run through the ringer i tried to plan all of these appointments and meetings around nap time and well i just keep remember adrenaline is genetic and if she, if she turns out to be creative she's going to have a lot of adrenaline so just i just uh, want to let you know that you know <laughs> my oldest is very creative she's very artistic she plays the piano she plays the harp she in her room she just sits and reads books and then you know just very creative and she's the one that I struggled with, with colic. She's the one that had some bedwetting issues. And I'm like, oh, 
okay, <laughs> this is well, <clears throat> well she's gonna she's gonna have some anger issues now. She is so she's eleven, she's almost twelve, and we're noticing some she, she does not slam the door. My second daughter is a door slammer, <laughs> okay. and she's the one that is a little. I don't know. I would classify her as more angry. My oldest is a little more like silently defiant. <laughs> well, she 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 may, she may internalize anger. She does, um, yes. But yes. the ang the anger will be there. Um, but you know, if you have any questions, you can always call me. Um, yeah, I'm sure I will. I'm going to go see what all I can learn, and then probably reach I'm out to you and. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to send you a meal plan uh, to lower adrenaline, by the way. Um, I, I'm i excited, and, yes. And and I think what we'll do, I'll send you some progesterone cream, um, which will become your new best friend, by the way. Well, I was thinking I would order it. <laughs> I was like, that sounds like something I need. Well, yeah, but unfortunately, everybody in your family is going to need some. Um, okay. Would I gonna, figure out how to dose them on your website? Yeah. You, what's nice about progesterone, you can't you can't overdose on it. it okay. It's a very safe form. It's a very safe form, and that's why you can give it to babies uh, to get rid of colic. Um, you know, when they're in the womb, they get exposed to incredibly high levels of progesterone. So, so they they like progesterone. You know, you've heard of women that get postpartum depression. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, again, that that that's because you know when they're pregnant, the placenta is pouring out progesterone, which is a natural antidepressant. But once you deliver, then you get an immediate drop in that progesterone. That's why women get postpartum depression, and that goes away immediately with progesterone. I, you know, it, like I say, it's not hard to get people well. It's just a matter of knowing how the body operates, and yeah. and unfortunately, doctors don't know that. You know, they just gave out band aids. Um, but that's the way it is. Um, anyway, um, yeah. I, if you know, if you know, if if you could maybe email me your address. Okay. Yeah. I will. We'll send you out the stuff. Okay. That's amazing. I would love to to use that, and I've been taking a um, oral progesterone and you taught me that I need a cream. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'm going to get that so, change. So you've been listening. It's good. <laughs> yes. I was taking lots of notes actually. So oh. <laughs> learning and um, yeah, I will, I will send you over my information and I would okay. love to, to try out the progesterone and Try out the meal plan and anything. I mean, I have, I think I, my listeners know this, but I have four girls and I, you know, just listening and thinking about all of them. And, um, part of the reason I do this is so that we can change their story that they don't have to follow in my footsteps and have the same health challenges and struggles that I have been dealing with, um, over the last couple of years, because, you know, I did well, all of the <clears throat> standard practice of birth control and medication and, uh, you know, left me. I, just, <clears throat> I understand. 
you know, your listeners should also, you know, men have, you know, men stop making progesterone around the age of 50. Okay. And and after that is when they start developing prostate cancer and putting on mm. weight around the middle because they no, no longer have progesterone to protect them. So, um, and men also get have anger issues and road rage and stuff like this. And that's, that's always adrenaline. So, so mm-hmm. men need progesterone just like women need progesterone. So yes. It's not a woman's hormone. Yep, okay. absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Like I said, we could probably talk for hours <laughs> on this. Okay. Um, I appreciate you for being on and we will get everything linked up in the show notes. Definitely go check out the website, you guys, and um, you know, contact Dr. Platt if, if you feel inclined to get you know a little bit more information <clears throat> and so forth. So we will see you guys on the next. Okay. Adios. Did, oh, there it is. Okay. Wait before you go. Please subscribe. If you found value in today's episode, leave us a review and share on Instagram and please tag us. We love your reviews.